0: All right, so we're in the midst of finishing up Judges, and uh, we're going to be looking at Judges chapter 21. In order to know Judges 21, we have to at least recap 19 and 20. In chapter 19, a Levite who's unnamed, who has a concubine, who is, uh, appears to have been at some point in time uh, unfaithful to him. Uh, they, he picks her up in Bethlehem. Of Judah, they travel uh, through the rest of Judah up into Benjamin. They're on their way to Ephraim, which is just north of—it's uh, the tribe north of Benjamin on the map—and uh, they stop in a town called Gibeah. And they're there because they think it's safer to be there than to be anywhere else. And in the process of spending the night, uh, they are accosted by a group of men. From Gibeah, who uh, demand that the the Levite come out so that they can have sexual relationships with him. In the meantime, uh, he ends up giving his concubine/slash second wife, second tier, second class wife, and she uh, uh, is raped all night long, and then apparently dies uh, either after that rape or sometime in their travel home or when they get home we don't not sure when that's 19 in 20 uh, in uh, the man hacks up his his bride uh, and uh, sends pieces out all over the, the nation uh, they are called to arms he gets the, the the nation there in front of them some 400 and some 400,000 Men at arms are there to fight, and he tells them basically a lie. He gives them part of the truth and all the truth. And so they say, well, we're going to attack Benjamin. So they do. Benjamin uh, wins the first two rounds, the third battle. Uh, Benjamin is pretty much destroyed. There are 600 men left, fighting men of, of all of Benjamin there. All of the cities of Benjamin have been put to the sword. Now, you need to know this going into chapter 21, because this is important. And One of the things I failed to cover well in 20 is that there is a, a type of oath that you take that you promise that you will destroy everything, and you do it in the name of the Lord. It's H-E-R-E-M, harem. And this means that basically if you think of what happened to the city of, of, uh, uh, um, of Jericho, Everything is supposed to be for the Lord. You don't take anything. It's destroyed and it's supposed to never be rebuilt. They declare harem against Benjamin as well. That's important. It's important as we get into the rest of the the chapter 21 here. Because they're going to find that they've taken oaths and they're looking for ways of getting around the oaths. They're basically looking for how how do we... how do we keep the letter of the law, but don't have to worry about the spirit? Is there, you know, like, a, like a, in, no, no, no offense to the lawyers that, that might or might not be among us or that might be listening to this podcast, but you're looking for ways of expanding the law. You know, you find the law and let's, let's, let's spread our wings a little bit. Let's find a crack and let's put a wedge in it and, and big, make a bigger crack in that law and that 's kind of what they 're looking to do here they 're looking for that as they get into chapter twenty one so that 's kind of uh, the situation now those there are six hundred soldiers left, and they flee to a, a place called the Rock of raman and Raman is is uh, is I guess kind of the anglicized an attempt at anglicizing the Hebrew word which if it's translated remember there's a difference between transliteration and translation remember the difference between the two what's the difference anybody transliteration versus translation we find that true of the word baptism I've talked about that in in the past the Greek word for baptism is baptizo the translation means to dip or put under but in, a, in English, we have transliterated the word, which is tra- baptism, baptizo, baptism, see how we've done that, versus translating it. So Roman is a, is a transliteration of the Hebrew word. The word really means pomegranate. It's the hill of the pomegranate. Now, any of you have ever have pomegranates?
1: Yes.
0: Know all those little seeds in there, all, those, all that fruit? Okay, this hill, this mountain, if you will, is pockmarked with caves, and that's why it's called Ramon or pomegranate. So that's the that's the the background tw- of what we're looking at here as we start in chapter twenty-one. So let's start with a word of prayer, and then we'll pick up with uh, Denny's table, Gary's table, Tom's table, and our table, and we'll read through the end of of. Uh, Twenty-one, Chapter 21 of Judges. So let's go with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to spend time in your word. We thank you for the way that your word is going to challenge us. And I have to admit, uh, in some ways, Father, I'm looking forward to getting done with Judges because I feel like all that we've spent the time and study on this is to point out how sinful I am uh, and how often I fail you because I'm an awful lot like the the nation of Israel. So we pray that this last time, as we study this book, that you would give us insight into what we need to learn, and the Holy Spirit would reveal to us what is important for us to take away from this chapter. Help us to live in a way that brings honor to you and is worthy of the calling you've called us to. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, we're in chapter 21 of Judges. Birthday boy. Eight. 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 <laughs>
2: the men of Israel have taken an oath in this month. none of us could give his daughter in marriage to a Benjamite. The people went to Bethel where they sat before God until evening, raising their voices and weeping bitterly. Lord God
1: of Israel, they said, Why has this happened among us that that us that as of today one tribe will be missing from
3: Israel? Early the next day, the Israelites built an altar. They built burnt offerings and fellowship offering to God on that altar.
1: And the children of Israel said, Who is there among all the tribes of Israel that came not up with the congregation unto the Lord? For they had made a great oath concerning him they came not up to the Lord of Mizzwe, saying, He shall surely be put to death. And the
2: children of Israel grieved for Benjamin their brother and said, "One tribe is cut off from Israel today. How can we find wives for a few who remain, since we
1: have sworn by the Lord not to give them our daughters in marriage?" Then they said, "Is there anyone from the tribes of Israel who did not come up to the Lord to respect It turned out that no one from just that. Come to the camp, to the assembly. But when they come, to the people, they found that of people of Jabesh yeah, were there. So the Israelites sent 12,000 soldiers to the city of Jabesh-Gilead, and they told the soldiers to go to Jabesh-Gilead and use your swords to kill everyone who lives there, even the women and children. And this is the thing that you shall do. You shall utterly destroy every male and every woman who has known a man in the dead. They
2: found among the people living in Jabesh Gilead 400 young women who had never slept with a man, and they took them to the camp at Shiloh in Canaan.
0: Then the whole assembly sent a offer, an offer of peace to the Benjamites in the rock of Raman. And so the... Uh, I'm sorry.
3: Then the men of Benjamin returned to their homes, and the 400 women of Jabesh Gilead who had been spared were given to them as wives. But there were not enough women for all of them. And the people
1: grieved for Benjamin because the Lord had made a void in the tribes of Israel.
2: And the elders of the assembly said, With the women of Benjamin destroyed, how shall we provide wives for the men who are left? The Benjaminite survivors must have heirs, they said, so that the tribe of
1: Israel will not be wiped out. But we can't allow our daughters to marry them, for we Israelites have made this pledge, that everyone who provides a wife for Benjamin be cursed. We have an idea.
3: This is the time of the festival of the Lord at the city of Shiloh. This festival is celebrated every year there, the city of Shiloh and the north city of Bethlehem. And the east road goes from Bethlehem to Shiloh, And it is also the south of the city of Lebron. 20.
1: Therefore they commanded the children of Benjamin saying, go and lie and wait in the vineyards. And watch,
2: just when the daughters of Shiloh come out to perform their dances, and come out from the vineyards and every man catch a wife for himself and the daughters of Shiloh and go to the land of Benjamin. And when their fathers and brothers come out come to us in protest, we will tell them, please be understanding, let them have your daughters, for we didn't find enough wives for them when we destroyed David Shabili. And you are not
1: guilty of breaking the vows that you did not give your daughters in marriage to them. Then the Benjaminites did so. They took wives for each of them from the dancers who they <coughs> elected. Then they went and returned to their territory and rebuilt the towns and lived in them. At that time, they realized what a place and what homes and their tribes and clans. each of its own.
0: In those days, the Israelites denied
1: the
0: king, so everyone did whatever they thought was right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So let's back up. All right. So the men of Israel, they've taken an oath. No one's going to give their daughter in marriage to Benjamin. Well, that's a rash oath. And then notice that at, at, that they start to complain about it. In fact, they weep bitterly. And they literally, in, in the Hebrew, it, it, it's as though they're blaming God for the, the, for the destruction of the tribe of Benjamin. It's God's fault. Of course it's God's fault, because remember, they didn't ask God if they should destroy them. But that's okay. God's got big shoulders, right? He can handle it. So, so they're blaming God. And then they go, so uh, why should a tribe be missing in Israel? So early the next day they get up and they they have an altar. They present burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. That's good. Then they get an idea. We made a vow that everyone was going to go up against Benjamin. I wonder if anyone didn't. And they start counting the, the, the towns. And the tribe, you know, they basically they go to each tribe and they say, okay, tribe, how many towns, how many people are represented? Anybody missing? They get over to the, to the east side of the Jordan River to probably Simon or Manasseh because that's where those were the two tribes that were primarily in uh, in Gilead in the east on the east side of the Jordan. And they go, oh yeah, Jabus Gilead didn't come. Now, if you remember in t- chapter twenty. They go to Benjamin and they and they ask for an explanation, and they say, "Give us this town." And they're going, "Yeah, no, we're not going to do that." Now here, they never even bother to ask why they didn't they didn't come. We're not told why. We don't know. Maybe it was a good reason. Maybe it was a bad reason. All we know is that they sent twelve thousand people, twelve thousand men, to fight and to take care of the fact that these people had not done what we told them they had to do. Because that's always works out well, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So the other thing that's interesting. Notice in, in verses uh, uh, six, it says the Israelites grieve for their brothers, the Benjamites. Today, the tribes been cut off from Israel. They said, "Who did it?" Oh, that's right. They don't. They don't. They don't mention it themselves that did it. How okay, can we provide them wise for those that are left? since we've taken the oath before the Lord not to give any of our daughters in marriage. <laughs> you never notice that none of them are grieving for what transpired. Here's a person who was a group of men that had broken the law and they had decided they were going to punish them. And now they're feeling guilty about the poor people that were the bad guys. Does that sound vaguely familiar to anything that goes on today? Mm-hmm. It's not the victim we're concerned about. With it's the perpetrator. Oh, the perpetrator, the poor perpetrator. They're not going to everybody there. They're, you know, they're not. Oh, I can't. You know, we need to give them. Oh, we need to give them holiday in versus putting them in prison. Let's put them in a in a holiday in. Mm-hmm. Let's provide them. You know, do you know? Do you see the the the, the hypocrisy of Israel here? I know that we're never hypocritical in, in America. I know that. I know we're not. You know, we never do anything like that. But isn't it interesting that we blame the the blame? we basically it. The, forget the the victim. That's not a problem. The problem is we now we're feeling bad for the perpetrator. And now we're looking at, I wonder how we can get around our oath. Hmm. Let's break the law, but let's do it in a way that's legal. Right? Isn't that what we do? You ever notice that churches do that too? Well, let's see. You know, we, this guy is guilty of embezzling money, but we're not going to prosecute him. You know, we're going to sweep it under the carpet. We're going to find a way of justifying something that they've done wrong because, you know, we don't want to make a big issue of it. So they send out 12,000 to Jabez Gilead, and they, and they, and they basically they announce another harem. The harem is that they will kill everyone. Oh, no, we won't kill everyone because we need to figure out a way of taking care of those 600 Benjamites. I'll tell you what, let's do this. Let's go into town and we're gonna to have to figure out now I don't know how they figured it out. Maybe it's the way they wear the hair. We know that in some in certain times in Israel and in the Middle East, depending upon how you wore your hair, depended upon whether or not you knew whether or not that person was married or not, whether they were available for marriage. So that's a possibility. But for somehow or other they knew that there was gonna be that there were gonna be virgins there. Now, interestingly enough, let me just ask you this. Have you ever thought about why didn't they just put them into sword and give, them wi- uh, give the widows as wives? Have you ever thought about that? I would have taken more than taken care of it. You probably could have not only had a, a bunch of wives, but you could have had a bunch of concubines, you'd been all set. Why, why not the widows?
1: You could have uh, some mixed blood.: sometimes. Yeah, but they were Israelites.
0: They were Israelites, so, but, but why not the widows? I think it's real simple. It's where the widows from Jabez Gilead, which were which okay. were part of the, the nation of Israel. I think it had to do with the law. What what happens if your brother dies? You're supposed to, yeah, you're supposed to raise up a child in that person's name. Yeah, yeah, we're going to figure out what which law, which law is more important, which should we obey, you know? Because is it okay to speed through that light, you know, that, that amber light, or should I stop, you know, on the red? It's just a thought. So we're going to figure out what's we're going to do, and and I think the reason they they did it that would, was exactly because kinsman redeemer would have meant that whoever, someone, there would have been relatives that would have had to raise the, and any kids they had would have. Would have not been those six hundred Benjamite, so they they put them all the sword and they figure out somehow they figure out i'm hoping it's because they figured out the way that they wore their hair, uh, whether it was down or covered or whatever, and that, that they had four hundred so they 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 got two thirds done, and they gave them this just gave them to their the Benjamites now is that the way you're supposed to treat ladies we're going to kill your 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 families and then we're going to give you to somebody that because you're now free free or 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 you're now property you're you are spoils of war and so we can do whatever we want with you that does that sound like a good plan even back then, it wasn't necessarily the best plan in the world. It was a plan, but it was a way of figuring out. Well, you know, they didn't. They didn't promise not to give their 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 their, their girls to in marriage. So it's okay if we just take them and give them. Just saying, it's kind of interesting what take on things. So they do that, and they go, oh, there's a, well, you know, there's there's still two hundred guys. What are we going to do with those 200 guys? Oh, man, you know, they, they don't have wives. They're going to be, they're going to do something wrong. They're going to do, they're going to, I don't know, man. We need to preserve Benjamin. Of course, it's their fault that Benjamin is in, this, in the shape that they are, right? So they've taken this oath that they're, and they, they feel bad for Israel, or for, for Benjamin. They take this oath that says you can't, um, if you don't come and and participate, we're going to put you to death. So they do that. By the the way, is it, it, does God, if if you make an oath to God, is that it, man, In, in the Old Testament? I mean, you have to live by that oath and die by that oath, right? Yeah, there is a there is a way to take care of rash oaths in Scripture. I got to find my notes here because I'm I'm out of here. We go. Uh, Nope, it's wrong. Wrong spot. So why did they think that they could uh, just take these men and
1: just say, okay, go on and take these women and fill them?
0: The, the 600 that remained?
1: 600
0: that remained well, they're, their, um, even they're, that they're after that. it's a good question, I, and I don't know the answer to it, other than I the think, fact I that... I think the answer is the whole book of judges basically shows that it's
2: like the last statement. There was no king in Israel. Because they didn't follow any of the law, this is man's attempt to figure things out. You can see how
0: far his thinking will go to resolve mm-hmm. a particular
2: issue. That's like we say. We've gone before the first trip, should be kill Now we think, no, oh, we need to rehabilitate them. So we go through the process. We change our focus. In some so,
1: so, okay. so you are rehabilitating people, and you kill everybody that they know. Yeah, that always, that always works <laughs> out real well. It's, it's
0: working out real well in the Middle East right now. That way. <laughs> right. It, it's really My point is,
2: though, you, you don't really know how far men's thinking how far away we can get from that. Mm-hmm. We're seeing that now. Every time we say that's, we've got to expand that moral law. So we expand it, and we go well, well, what about this? And we expand it again. So generations like the Catholics, I tell people, Catholic Church started off fine. It just took 2,000 years to get it all.
1: So here we are. <laughs> wow. It, it seems to be the same way with the Israelites, right? Because nothing ever went right for them when they did it on their own. Right. Only the Have you ever
0: notice? that notice it never goes right when I do it on my own head? Yeah, it just never happens. seems to go right I when think I do. Only it.
1: Remember, the bad stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> stuff. remember Jephthah? Yeah. What did he do? Kill the
1: brothers.
0: Yeah, but what did he do? Who? Jephthah. Oh yeah. He he makes a vow to God. It's oh, a rash okay, yeah. vow, and he's going to what? Give his daughter. Yeah, we don't he know if he killed. The door. Yeah. Right. Now, again, was there a way of saying, you know what, in Proverbs twenty twenty five, 25, it's, it's a trap for a man to dedicate something rashly, only later to consider his vow. Smart words from, from, from Proverbs, you know. Unfortunately, most of us are, are not smart enough to, to think, you know, we need to think before we create a vow. The law gave you an out. If you screwed up and made a rash vow, you didn't have to live by it. You could get around it. You could break it, as long as you did this in Leviticus five, chapter five, verses four through six. If a person is thoughtless, if a person thoughtlessly takes an oath to do anything, whether good or evil, in any matter one might carelessly swear about, even though he is unaware of it, in any case when he learns of it, he will be guilty. When Anyone is guilty of any, any of these ways. He must confess, confess what, in what way he has sinned, and the penalty for the sin he has committed. He must bring the Lord a female lamb or a goat from the flock as a sin offering, and the priest shall make an atonement for him for his sin. In other words, you get out of the rash vow. There is a way. God makes a, a, a way of mitigating the vow. Did Israel even consider it? According to what we read in Scripture. Well,
3: think about this. They they did all this without even consulting God. That's the problem, <laughs>
0: Yeah, right? they, really, yeah. 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 <laughs> they just you know, and then they blame God for it. It's right. your fault, God. You know, we killed all of our brothers because it's your the fault. Chosen people. Says the last Which just ourselves. just <laughs> says that you know we are uh, his. You know, we are spiritual. Spiritually grafted into that tree, according to Paul, and, you know, we're as guilty at times as they are. So the, the, we are now in, uh, there's this, they go, oh, I know what we can do. There's going to be a party. There's going to be a feast. Now, scholars argue over what the feast is because there are three feasts that are required by Israel that all men, notice I said all men must come. Not females, but all men must come to three different feasts. You remember what those feasts are? Passover. Feast
2: uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, feast of harvest. No, yeah. The first sure. of Boston. Yep. Boston harvest and harvest
1: uh, and one of the fall. Yeah. Feast of
0: tabernacle. Yes. Those are the three feasts that you're required to be at the, at the place where the Lord is, wherever he has put his house at, whether it's the tabernacle or whether it's the temple After when Solomon starts and builds a temple. So, it's possible that that's what's going on here. We're not told. It could also be that it's a just maybe a Canaanite feast. We don't know. Because you don't necessarily have girls dancing at those three feasts. It's not required. But there's apparently a dance that goes on here. That's normal. So, I'm wondering... If the possibility is, this is a Canaanite feast that they've decided they're going to throw.
3: Well, in 19, at least in Altea, says it's the annual festival of the Lord held in Shiloh. Yeah, I know. So it, makes, but, it sounds like an Israelite. Uh,
0: yeah, it, with, with just a few little extras thrown in because it's always fun to see girls dance, right? <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: How stupid I remember. Stupid. Well, they're... they're Well they don't know this is a a dance of the of the virgins and we're not told if it's a dance to allow the men to take a look and say okay that's the one I want we're not we don't know we're not told all that of that sure information like but it, it sure sounds that way and and it or maybe it's just the fact that they're it's their last Bit of freedom before they're married. We we're not told, but they but we are told that the they tell these two hundred Benjamites to go hide in the fields, and when they come out to dance, you can select whoever you want. And then they plan to tell the fathers and the elders of the town, "Oh, it's okay. You didn't give them wink, wink." To these benjamites you didn't break the law they just took them but it's okay don't worry about it it's better this way because it's always better to to worry about the letter of the law versus the spirit of the law right does that always get us in some of you are nodding your head yeah i'd rather obey the spirit the letter of the law than the spirit the spirit of the law is much more important folks You know, and and it just it's kind of interesting to go. Yeah, well, you know, we'll yeah, yeah. Let's see now. You know, we don't break the law of giving our our children away, but what we're going to do is we're going to allow them to be taken without even a thought of who these girls are or what they're going to experience. In the name of God. In the name of God. Any of you have girls, daughters? How would you feel about that? It's okay, you know. Could you imagine the, You imagine the, your your pastor coming to you and saying, "It's okay, don't worry about it. It's not a problem. It's okay, don't worry about it." Uh, it was. It, it's really, you know, it's better this way. Yeah. yeah, you'd be ready to burn the church down. Some of you. Some of you go. Oh, okay, fine. Well, that, that's. It's just the way it is. How much money you
1: given me? Let's
0: do this right. <laughs> do I want a dowry, <laughs> bud. I want a dowry. It's coming into my pocket. Yeah. It, I just find it interesting that they've, and, and listen to the way they describe it. In, in the NIV. It says, it, it says in verses 23 and 24, they seized or caught, they, 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 and then they, they, these these women, and then it says that they carried them off. And they returned to their area. And then the most interesting thing, they rebuilt their cities. Harem had just been declared on this, on all those towns. They weren't supposed to be rebuilt. But it's okay. We'll break the law. We made, the, we made this vow. This We took this oath, this harem. We, we said we're going to do this and kill everyone. And then we're going to go, oh, well, you know, we, we really start to feel bad about doing this. So we're going to let them go back and rebuild what, we, what they're supposed, not supposed to do.
3: You know, we, uh, we keep saying that uh, the tribes did all this without God, without asking His advice. But just looking at uh, 20 again, and they, they did. They asked the Lord twice. In verse, should we re-engage? Should oh. we fight against Benjamin again or should we stop? Half, after and the third time, yeah. You no, know, after the second time yep. too. And then the third time he says, now go and I'll hand them over to you. Yep. So it doesn't seem like they're doing this completely without no,
0: they, advice but, from the yeah. Lord. What you've got is you've got, you've got God saying there is an issue that needs to be dealt with, but their initial way of dealing with it was not in accordance to God's will because they never asked him.
3: So what Word you have said stop when they asked him if well, that was not a, with well, his will? Well, the other thing is, is when, like, you take Jericho and some of the things where he, I want you, God is specific. I want you to kill everyone, livestock, I nothing. He doesn't say anything here.
1: Is this, 20 we, he does. He yeah. sends know, them back twice. I'll so. send them, yeah, I'll send them into your hands. He's not saying kill them all. He's
3: not implying like he does should we go up of of against
0: him yeah go up against him I'll give him into your hands yeah we're not sure there, there's, there's a lot of questions what, what we do know mean? what we do know is they, that they didn't ask God to begin with <clears throat> but I will say this is God sovereign
1: amen
0: yes. okay so God's sovereign so does that mean that God takes can use our sinful acts to end up bringing about his will <laughs> yeah, so even if it was God's will that they be punished for what they did and they didn't go about it the right way, God still uses the way they went about it to bring about his will. Yeah. Does that yeah. sound? And then we get
1: the first king from Benjamin, which you would think that. Yeah, you yeah, would yeah.
0: Think. we get the first king. First king comes from Benjamin.
1: But it appears
0: that they went to God, but they didn't ask God. What they asked God was, who should we send first? Not even, should we go? That's right. That was in 20. Who should we go? Oh, let's go. Let's send Judah. Let's send Judah first. I
1: was thinking of the story of Balaam.
2: God tried to stop Balaam because he knew where Balaam would finally end up. Because Balaam ended up looking at a talented kid. They said, don't go go, knowing that what he's gonna do is going to be a certain thing so there's a mix there and finally ends up living with him and it's still missing. that was a choice he made. way back there to end up way up and that's what you don't always know about. Choices make here is kind of how far it's
3: gonna take so in the beginning of twenty it said the whole yep. four hundred thousand assembled yep. in the presence of the Lord yep. in Mizpah. Yep. So when they say assembled in the presence of the Lord it
0: they were there it applies
3: it was, to me that they're praying. They're trying to see,
0: see the implication versus the the words are really important in yeah. in Hebrew. They're not. They've not really asked him. They've come before him, but they've come before him in righteous indignation.
1: What, what they did is that they went to the place where God was supposed to be. They didn't necessarily go at that particular time, I believe, to ask God anything. They just thought that, that would be the place because if we do anything in this place, it's gotta be right.
0: When yeah, remember God yeah, is God their God, uh, God, God is kinda like their lucky charm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know?
0: Our rabbit's foot, you know, if we have God we know we'll win. If God's on our side, we're good to go. Remember in in, in when we get into this into, into Samuel that that if you remember the story uh Saul goes out to go against the Israelites, I mean, against the Philistines, and he brings the Ark of the Covenant with him. Why? So God's with him.
1: Right.
0: If God goes into battle with us, there's nothing going to happen, nothing bad's going to happen. What happens? The Ark is captured. Now, God, God's capable of taking care of himself. You know, we know that Dagon ends up, you know, <laughs> on his face, and then Dagon ends up with his hands cut off, and, you know, they... they, they yeah, that that statue doesn't fare too well, and the Philistines decide, you know, maybe maybe it isn't a good idea to keep God captive. You know, just saying, you know, let's give him back. But the issue is here is you're you're right. There's a mixture of doing God's will and and not doing God's will of running ahead before whatever God says to do, and I think what it, it comes back to is this: we need to remember that. When we get upset about something, we need to, the very first thing we need to do is go to God and say, what should we do? Because inevitably, have you ever had anybody go, John? Like, you know, I've had it happen a few times. In fact, one time it was my wife, but I won't blame her, but she, she, you know, you should go and do blah, blah, blah. Go, yeah, 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 you're you're right. I should, I should go do that, and then I do, and I go, oh man, maybe I shouldn't have. God, it's the wife you gave me. Yeah. It's all your fault. That uh, you know, honey, it's your fault. I no, it isn't. I had the choice, but I let her feed my anger, <laughs> and, and I ended up doing something I shouldn't have, <coughs> and then I'm feeling guilty of it afterwards, and then of course I want to, you know. I want to blame everyone by myself. Just saying. So as we come to the end of this, we get here, they they, they catch the girls, they go out and they, 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 they take them back to their, their tribal territory. They rebuild their towns and they settle there. And all of the Israelites left that place and they go home to their clans and each one to his own inheritance. And in those days... There was no king, so everyone did what was right in his own eyes. You ever notice that democracy sometimes is all about whatever you do is right in your own eyes? I'll do it my way. You know, all of us like Frank's song, Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all love that, man. I did it my way, yeah.
2: I was also thinking this morning about what if Moses had said, "Okay, kill them all. I'll, I'll
0: start the. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Can you imagine God's up there asking and he's, he's... Asking yeah.
2: The you know
0: what? I'll just destroy all these people and I'll start over with you, Moses. This is a good idea. I'm thinking, yeah. But you know, he had
2: to know that he would not do that.
0: Yeah, but I'm thinking, if I'm Moses, I'm going, hmm. This this could be good. <laughs> This, no, no, I shouldn't do it, I shouldn't do it. <laughs> but the human in me is going, huh, not a bad offer. You know, can you imagine coming down from the mountain with the tablets going, you bunch of riffraff, if you only knew what I did for you. <laughs> I let you live. <laughs> probably, probably. All right, so. Isn't it interesting the future of Benjamin depends upon finding loopholes in the law? In our modern day world, we have sympathy for the criminal. that Often it eclipses the compassion for the victim and those that are, and the commitment we should have for, for righteousness. Just saying, I find, a hu- I find roots of Phariseeism here. I find roots of Phariseeism. You know, they, 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 they end up becoming almost ridiculous in the way that they pharisaically legally find loopholes culminating in selective harem for Jabesh Gilead. Female survivor, virgins are okay, but everyone else needs to be killed. And then virtually the rape of the daughters of Shiloh And we do that so that we can obey the law. We break the law to obey the law. We take care of the weak by throwing them under the bus. Israel's is gone after the letter of the law with such vengeance in order to save its national integrity and keep from breaking. Either a rash found the process or, or vows, and, and in the process they have abandoned the spirit of the law. The, the problem that Jesus Christ dealt with much later in the gospel accounts is the same thing, that the Pharisees were straining at a net and swallowing a camel. They were busy giving the tithe even down to the very spice itself. You know, oh, I little space for God. You know, just enough. Just I did my ten, ten percent. They forgot totally about the fact that God says, you know what? If you make a pro, if you if you make this a rash vow, I've got a way of getting around it. God's standard for male and female relationships was supposed to be a lot higher than this. Jesus talks about in in, in Galatians being. And Ephesians and 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 some of the other places in the New Testament talks about being submissive to each other, mutual submission. We've we've studied and we've talked about a little bit about Azor, the the idea of what a woman is to be alongside of a man. They're they're not they're coequal, but they have different responsibilities. And the responsibilities don't change the fact that they're coequal. But in in this particular case, it's just wrong. What they've done, you know, as believers, when when we're not walking with God, we have a tendency to attempt to work things out by technical legal means, you know, so that end up being actually morally wrong. Have you ever noticed that? I'll say, you know, well, can I do that? And then I go through a bunch of of biblical gymnastics. In my mind to be able to justify what I want to accomplish so I, well you know if I do this I'm really I'm really kind of doing God's will and I don't know if I stretch it and I twist my head just right and cock my eyebrow and squint just a little bit I, I, think, I think that's the law I think that's right I think God allows that because we don't want to look face on it right face at it and, and understand that what we've done is wrong Think about this whole book of, of judges. You've got you remember the Ephraimites? They're jealous. Their jealousy just causes all kinds of problems. They're constantly wanting something that's not theirs because their brother has it. Ephraimites, Jealousy. The religious pragmatism of the Danites. Oh, let's take our own idols and let's have our own system of worship. It's okay. It's pragmatic. It makes sense. We don't have to travel all the way to Jerusalem or all the way to Shiloh. The paganism of Gilead. Gilead uh, of Gideon. Excuse me. Gideon creates a Ephod, and he and he creates a a worship of basically of of his own cult, if you will. Samson. What about Samson? Self-centeredness, like you would not believe. Unmanliness of Barak. Oh, I'll go into battle, but only if you go with me, Deborah. I want to hide behind your
1: skirts.
0: (laughs) And then the violence against the women by the men of uh, Gabeth. These are all marks and more marks of of Canaanite degeneracy that's gone into the, the nation of Israel. And I wonder if perhaps it doesn't permeate the church today at times. I think this book, is, at the end of it, is, is, a, is a call to the church to really look at itself and to understand that true and godly leaders will do what's right regardless of the consequences because it's the right thing to do, as God says. I've often wondered what would happen if we did things in the church because it's the way that God thinks that we should do it, commands us to do it, and then we let the consequences fall where they may? Because after all, it's what God wants. It's God's church. Why is it that we're, we try to defend? Why is it that we think that the ends justify the means? Why is it that we want to sweep everything under the carpet so that we don't look bad to the world versus dealing with the laundry. You know how you deal with, with bacteria? Put it in the sun. Sun often kills bacteria. Salt stops flesh from putrefying. Bleach kills. We, we're not willing to do those things. We're, we're willing to hide it under the carpet. What's that? Eyes, you sunburn. Yeah, I, I understand, man. I, I'm with you. <laughs> Isn't it true that sometimes we're our own worst enemies? And listen to the churches today, and we see what they did, and what how they. I mean, look at what's happening in some of the churches around here. I'm thinking of. Uh, I was just at a conference that used to be sponsored by Willow Creek, and they, the conference, the the, the conference changed their name. Because the the connotation of Willow Creek, you know, we still had over two hundred fifty thousand people that were at the conference internationally, but man, it's not it's not anywhere near the attendance it used to be here in Detroit. It's so small, it's unbelievable. Still good stuff, but you know, we hit it under a carpet. We we tried to hide the issues. There's a church down in uh, Texas right now. It's it's Young man, probably in his probably a millennial uh, village church. They're struggling with the issues of the fact that they hid a sin of one of their of their 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 pastors who was molesting girls. And they
3: deal with what's his name though. Once they found out about him, finally,
0: it took took a long while. There was a lot of people that left as a result of it.
3: Of the cover up or just of him?
0: Both, uh, both. But some of his best friends ended up breaking relations with the church and with the organization because uh, they wouldn't deal with, the, the, the church at w- begin with wouldn't deal with it. Mm-hmm. And then when they dealt with it, they dealt with it incorrectly, and so they, and the entire board ended up quitting and resigning because, well, we screwed up. We finally admitted it. But they've taken a hit. Now, I think they're, I hope they're finally getting their act together. I pray they are. I hope that. I hope that. You know, one of the problems that we have. Do you, you ever notice this that, the, that our natural tendency is to is to enjoy when someone else is in trouble. We get joy out of their out of their pain.
2: <clears throat> well, I'm not saying.
0: Well, that could be too. Sometimes we, you know, we just like, yeah, you know, it's nice to see a giant fall. New England Patriots. Well, we'll see at forty-two. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. So I think at the end, let me just say this about God. I believe God is sovereign. I believe that man has free will. I believe that God will accomplish His plan of redemption for mankind through and in spite of Israel, and I believe God will, will accomplish His plan for mankind through or in spite of the Church. Sometimes he uses us in spite of ourselves, not because of who we are, but because of whose we are. In those days there was no king in Israel. But God would eventually establish in, in in the next in the next books, would establish his ideal king, a one who was after his own heart, a guy by the name of David, and from David's line would come the ultimate king, the ultimate Reign the person who would reign forever and ever. The Lord Jesus Christ will sit on the throne of David. Thank God for that. Thank God that God that we can't thwart God's plan. Isn't it good to know? No matter how much of a screw up I am, God's still going to accomplish what He plans. I, I okay. Maybe you aren't, but I'm. I'm really glad that that's the case because i 'm a screw up I, I told you I am when it comes to the royal family i 'm the royal jester
1: <laughs>
0: I readily admit it all right let 's uh, let 's close and have a word of prayer thank you for Lord for giving us an opportunity to study your word i I sometimes struggle at the fact that I realize just how sinful I am, how often I look at ways of justifying myself so that I feel good in my own eyes but in reality when I stand before you I have to admit that my justification is weak and the only justification I can claim is that of the Christ and what he did for me at Calvary thank you Father for the opportunity to study this word thank you for these men who are willing to come out and, and to put up with my rantings and ravings and just pray that you'd continue to guide and direct in each of our lives. Be with, with Mike, Father, as he has tests today. I just pray that you would work <clears throat> in his life and bring about a miracle. Uh, we, we desperately want to know what is wrong and how to correct it. But even more than that, it would just be awesome if you would lay your hand on him and heal him. So we pray for that, and, and we, we believe that there's... Still, many good things you have, Mike, to accomplish. So we pray your hand upon him and your blessing upon him this time. Guide and direct us now as we go from here. We pray you keep us safe as we seek to follow after you. We ask this in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Remember there. Are